Welcome to Shining Bright, the Farm Her radio show all about women doing great things. Women who are making the ordinary extraordinary. Women following their passion, taking action, and making a difference for themselves and others. Join me, Margie, as your host on Shining Bright by Farm Her. Hello, hello. Welcome to Shining Bright. Erin and I are here in the studio, Farm Herding It. Farm Herding It. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, Farm Herding It. There's a new Mm -hmm. word, Mm -hmm. Um, as if we needed another new word to make up in our (laughs) plethora of words here. But um, so this episode, we are going to be talking about, we're going to be headed to the fair. So we spent... Hours. Well, hours. Lots like of for hours. For sure, what? 14 total days. Yeah. Set up an yeah. actual fair. It's an 11 day fair, down. the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, you know, speaking of giving time, I, I went to film for Farm Her, the TV show on RFD TV the week before the fair. Right. <laughs> right off of filming into the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. Leaving the team here to to get it all done. I believe Tony said when it was all said and done from the start of the like getting the stuff down to the fair to the end of it, something like 18 loads oh um, my or goodness. just trips back, back and, forth. and forth. Yeah. Like yeah. all yeah. those weren't loads. Right. That, you know, but, um, but back and forth. Yeah. It was it was a lot, but it was awesome. We love it. Oh, it's so and great. Yeah. So on this episode, I'm gonna like take you guys on a little trip around the fairgrounds. We um uh I spent a lot of time in our outreach booth, which was in the ag building, which is where the butter cow is. You'll hear me talk about that. Mm, a great location. Yeah, yeah. The butter cow is um a main attraction at our fair and um produces a large line of viewers yes, every it does. day. It does. And I always tell people, um, they're like, where do I see the butter cream? I'm just like, walk behind that line and just peek at it. Right. You can't touch don't, it. So you like, have to you know, wait. I know. Just peek over everybody's shoulders. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the butter cow building, we had this great booth. We had a, where agriculture meets art. We yeah. had photos on display of all kinds of awesome farmers yes, doing awesome lots things. Lots of Margie's work. Yeah. All yeah. displayed in the center of the building. It was cool. Great. It was cool. And so we crossed paths with a lot of people during the fair and some of those people like I'm just like hey let's jump on the radio show and so two of those people are they're, they're going to kick this episode off were um women who are on the Iowa State Fair board and uh talk about we, we talked a lot about giving your time and they are mm-hmm. definitely giving their time yeah, that's, a, that's um, a big it's a big role it is a huge role uh so they start by giving their time at a county level and um, then then if it goes well, they can roll it up and run to be on the Iowa oh, State Fair Board. Mm-hmm. And it's a big job. Like yeah. they move in there and they're they're responsible for certain parts of the fair during the fair. And um, like it's it's a thing. Yeah. Amazing. And, and so these ladies really give a lot of their time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk to a young woman who is the Iowa poultry princess. Talk about giving your time. Yep. What a fun thing for her to get to do to run for that. Mm-hmm. Um but you know she's she's giving her lot, time, and there's a lot of responsibilities. I mean, that's yeah. that that's tied to events yeah. and appearances and yeah. promotion, and and these are all volunteer yeah, things, all volunteer. And so that that's just three women that we're going to yes. talk to who give so much of their time to this industry that they mm-hmm. care so much about. And I think it's an interesting thing about giving your time to something that you care about. Yeah. Sometimes it it can be hard to come up with that extra time. I struggle with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> it, we we talked about this. Like, I get to yeah. com- kind of combine my giving through with, Farm Her. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. it's my job too. It's your job, but yet, but yet you get to go out and tell the stories and yeah. Yeah. highlight these women. And so, yeah, you've, you've done a good job of wrapping that into yeah. a career too. Like, and then I, yeah, you give a lot of your time. I give a lot of my, my time. Yeah. 
<laughs> and and it is, it's important. We were kind of talking like, to me, it's important because it makes me feel like I'm um, tied into my community. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty specific about where I give my time. Now, there was a time when I would give my time left and right. Now, as I've I've had more experience, I am very selective of where I give my time. There's only so much. There's only so much. And I want it to, to make sense. So yeah. um, I'm more selective. But, you know, talking about this and like the, the poultry princess and things like that, um, I was just thinking a lot of people discount volunteer experience. So maybe you're not working outside of the home, but that volunteer experience is so relevant. It is. So relevant and so important. So it's a great way to, to fill your own bucket yeah. sometimes too. And mm -hmm. people giving their time to these things makes the world go round, oh you guys. Gosh. Like I am always so thankful. We just uh, are, you know, here in soccer season and mm -hmm. the people who give their time. Um, there's a woman in our community. I know yeah. that I, her face pops up a lot. She has helped us with Farm Her Things, Darcy. Yes. Reggio is her name. And she, like in the soccer program, I'm always like, man, it's almost, it's got to feel like a full-time job at uh -huh. some points. But I'm sure it does. It, it makes a difference in so many young people's lives. Yeah. And, uh, but Giving your time to yeah. something that you care about, I think it's really the important piece. It, it really is. Mm -hmm. And so even if you're not sure if you have that time, you yeah. probably do. Yep. Uh, but make be sure it matters to you. And, yeah. and figure out what matters. Yeah. 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 It'll because be beneficial all the way around. It will. In, in, to in, yourself, to that organization, to the people involved. That's right. Yep. That's right. I always, and on the converse, yeah. if you know people who are giving their time, tell them yes. thank you. I oh try to gosh. always do that yep. because sometimes I feel like I don't have much yep. time to give and I'm really yeah. thankful for the people that do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Such a good reminder too. Yeah. So stick with us here on Shining Bright as we head to the Iowa State Fair and talk about a whole bunch of awesome women who are giving their time. Hey, this is Katie Crow, owner of Uplift Fitness Studio. Uplift Fitness Studio is a boutique fitness studio located right in the heart of Grimes, Iowa in the Governor's District. Uplift offers a variety of group fitness classes such as yoga, cardio, Zumba, bar, and strength classes. All new students can get their first week free with no obligation. At Uplift Fitness, we are passionate about uplifting women in our community to be strong, healthy, and happy. We strive to make a difference in their lives by creating an environment that allows our members to obtain their fitness goals and enjoy their experience in comfort and safety. Visit our website today at www.upliftfitnessstudio.com. So welcome back to the Great Iowa State Fair. I am here with a couple of ladies who I will let you introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Tenny Carlson. I'm currently the Vice President on the Iowa State Fair Board. I represent the North Central District. Um, my hometown is Stratford and I've been on the Fair Board for four, four years now. Awesome, what a job. Good afternoon, I am Deb Zumbot and I am the Northeast Director on the Iowa State Fair Board. This is my first official fair as a Board of Directors um, member and I was elected back in December and I'm super excited to experience the fair on this side of the fence. Yeah, well I would imagine that it's a whole different ball game. Um, so as you all can hear, we are right here in one of the most heavily traveled buildings at the fair. Um, for anybody not from Iowa, because this does go everywhere, this is the building where the butter cow is, if you've ever heard about the butter cow at the Iowa State Fair, but this is the ag building. Um, but let's start with you, Tenny. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, your involvement in agriculture, 
and uh, what led you here? Um, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to continue to represent the ag industry. I actually grew up in Calhoun County, um, a still north central district. I uh, went away to college to Iowa State University. Um, I have a degree in social work. Currently I work for the Department of Corrections, which is my paid job. I'm a probation parole officer out of the Fort Dodge office. Um, I became involved in the fair industry about 13 years ago. I was um, elected to the Hamilton County Fair Board. Go Hamilton County. Go girl, you're, you're a hometown girl. Yeah. So, um, and, and I just, my love for the fair has just continued to grow. Um, both of my boys, Kois and Kaysen, um, have been heavily involved in 4-H and FFA. Uh, my oldest son is now aged out, um, but I still have Kaysen who is still continues to show um, cattle and swine both at, at Hamilton County and also at the Iowa State Fair. So um, my love for the fair, again, continues to grow, but I, I became worried as I saw my children get older how I would continue to stay involved and engaged in the fair industry. And um, so I, I took a leap of faith about four years ago um, and ran for an opening on the North Central District of the State Fair Board um, and was uh, graciously elected. And so um, as I saw things begin to end with my family, um, for me, this was a way to stay involved, continue to promote 4-H, um, FFA, agriculture, um, women in ag, and so um, I could not be prouder to represent the North Central District. So um, we ask, we talk about this a lot on our show, what pushed you to make that leap? Because you said you kind of had to push yourself out there to run for the fair board, which I think is probably the scariest step in all of it, right? Like what's gonna happen? Will I get elected? And you're putting yourself out there publicly. So can you talk a little bit about what pushed you to make that leap? Well, um, again, I work for the Department of Corrections, so I'm, you know, I tend to be a little bit conservative and, and um, so it, it really was a leap of faith for me. However, I also knew that I could provide good information. I can, I, I can provide my, my side of the story. Um, I can, I have information, I have skills, I have knowledge. Um, and so it, it really took um, some soul searching um, because we are public officials in this capacity. Um, you know, we, we hear the good things, we hear the bad things, um, but it was my desire to stay active and engaged um, in fairs and the Iowa State Fair. Uh, we've we've actually camped up the hill. This is my 25th year of camping up the hill um, with some friends of ours that we started, and um, I've loved it from the day we came. And I want to continue to this legacy and build on it. And so, the Iowa State Fair won, basically. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Deb, let's hear about you and your background what uh, your involvement in agriculture is and what brought you to being on the fair board. Very good. Yes, um, as I, I reside in Coggin and my family has a family farm there of corn, corn and soybeans and we're also starting out a young family farming um, with us in our operation as a transition plan to retirement, hopefully um, in the next 10 years or so. Uh, as far as my background with the fair, a gentleman had asked me to get involved with our county fair because he, he felt I would be a good leader in that capacity there and I, once again, like Tenley, took a leap of faith that maybe I could be it, make, make a change there in our county level. Um, that was 15 years ago. And so um, hook, line, and sinker, I was all in, and I just became passionate about the fair industry and what we were doing. And as I continued to help grow our fair back home with our great group of, of people, um, 
you know, you, you begin to see the bigger picture of the fair industry and then what the Iowa State Fair brings to Iowa, not let alone the nation and the world. So when this opportunity came up last year, it was kind of a, it wasn't a leap of faith, it was a huge push from my husband saying, you're going to do this because I believe in your passion for what you're doing. So with his support, my family's support, here I am, I ran for election, <laughs> and it's been a little over overwhelming the first year, a lot to learn. There is no way you can learn it all in one year here. There is so many wonderful staff, visitors, everybody to talk to, they get many view viewpoints every day, um, good and bad, but um, so far it's been a good experience, and um, this journey that I've been on for the last 15 years has led me here. Um, it started locally, like I said, but um, but it's it's a growing experience every, every fair you do, it, you know, back home, whether it's county level or state level, I think if you don't grow as a person, you're not helping the fair industry. And I feel I've grown immensely over the last 15 years and I can help provide um, for families of Iowa an experience that's great and, and makes great memories. So on that note, sometimes we, we need someone to push us, right? I mean, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you if I didn't have those pushes either. Right. Um, and, and I think that's important. So I always say um, be a cheerleader for somebody else, too, yeah. because if someone pushed you, everybody out there listening, don't forget to push somebody else. So on that note, if there's someone out there listening that is thinking, man, I might want to get involved in my fair, but I'm not sure if I have the right things to lend to my county fair, what would you tell that person? Oh, by all means, you have it. Don't don't second guess yourself at all. Um, every fair is unique, and it brings to a community what's important to that community. So find what's important to you. I always tell my I have four daughters. I tell them find your passion. I you know I wish one of them would follow me in the fair industry. Probably not. You know, right down their point. There's still life. time. There there is two time. Did you hear that, girls? Um, but. Uh, it, you know, everybody is at a different point in their lives and you do what you can at that point. If you're raising your family, do a small thing if, if you don't have a lot of time. If you're retired and have more time, get more involved. Um, there's a connection to be made at every county fair and there's lots of connections you can make at the state fair. Um, it's just researching it a little bit, asking a fair person, where can I help out? It might just be watching a gate. Um, the first gate I watched, I, they pulled me off a picnic bench and said, watch this gate for a second, we can't do it. And from there it kind of led into the into the fair industry and then um, you know but don't second guess yourself just make that leap or I'm I'm pushing you or challenging you as a woman in the fair industry to to make that leap on your own or you know get a hold of the fair people and just say where can I help out because because we need more volunteers in the fair industry yeah and that's a good point it is very volunteer driven yep. I mean you guys are you're here and you have full-time jobs other otherwise you know and so it is a time commitment, but it sounds like you both have really taken some really great things away from um, your experiences with the fair. So we have more to talk about, but on that note, I want to remind everybody that you can find out way more about FarmHer and what we do at our website, farmher.com. So one of the things that we have coming up, we are getting ready to launch our 20th and final GROW event, which is an event for young women in agriculture, and it's going to be in Ankeny, Iowa on November 15th. And I can't even believe that it is our 20th one. I mean, we have been running around this country hosting these events, and it has been amazing. And, um, you know, but this is going to be a big bash, everybody. So head to our website, farmher.com. And while you're there, you can find out 
um, all about the TV show. We've got new episodes starting September 6th of 2019. It is our fourth season. And we are, again, running all over around the country filming those. So check that out, farmher.com. We will be right back with Tunny and Deb here at the Iowa State Fair. Everybody, this is Margie Geiler Alanese from Shining Bright by Farm Her. I want to tell you about a friend, a community member, a business owner that we really believe in. Our house was kind of a shell when we bought it, and we've been working on updating and changing and adding things on. And we found a local contractor that we can trust, that we love the work that they do, and that is Remodel Works. Check them out at remodelworksdb.com. They're right here in central Iowa. You'll love them. And we are back here with Tenny and Deb at the Iowa State Fair, as you can still hear behind me. Uh, this is a very, very busy building and uh, everyone's lining up over there to see the butter cow. So on that note, um, you guys have really been entrenched in the fair. So let's start with what, what are the responsibilities once you get to the state fair level? And Tenny, I'll start with you. Um, we actually show up uh, the, the Sunday night before the fair starts, um, and we start uh, our liaisons, which means we uh, reach out to the specific areas that we're assigned to. Um, I'm This year I'm in charge of concessions and then fabric and threads in the cultural building. So um, getting to see those uh, superintendents again, um, introducing ourselves, making sure that they're, if things are running smoothly, are there needs that, uh, that still need to be met. Um, so, and then meetings, you know, meeting about animal care meetings, making sure everybody's on, on point with that. What do we do in, in situations if something would happen in the barns? Um, meeting with our, our maintenance staff. We actually went up there earlier this week and took 10 dozen donuts and some orange juice and milk on their break because we know that our, with this fair could not go on without our maintenance staff. No, I mean, like the amount of yeah, stuff that needs to be moved around here is insane. Yes, um, we have a dinner with key staff so, to kind of, uh, I would call it a cheerleading session. Uh, gear up, here we go. Um, the board does meet every morning at 7 a.m. and at noon um, to ensure that there, if there are issues that those can be addressed same day. They don't get put on the back burner. Um, so we are very, very busy. And last week my son was here showing swine. So between the swine barn and meetings and liaison duties, um, it was a, it was a quick week, um, but this week is a little bit slower and uh, uh, it, it's still the Iowa State Fair, so it really doesn't matter. You're yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. So Deb, as your first year, um, tell me something that maybe you've learned, like, you know, feet in the fire here. Okay. Well, the big difference between our county fair and our state fair is the, is the staff that we have and the support system that we provide to them. We have 70 full-time year-round staff, and then I'm not even sure of the number that that explodes to over fair week, but um, it's those numbers are still rattling around in my head, how many campers, it, the questions people have. but. 
But I've learned, you know, the staff is very passionate about their job. So any fair people listen, if you are passionate about your county fair, you put that on steroids with the state the state staff here. They they do this, you know, 365 days a year. This is their Super Bowl of the year. And so that's exciting to see the staff um, bring to life their dreams from the, the year that they, they presented at the board meetings during the year. So um, as part of my liaison this year, I'm in charge of the Ag Building and Pioneer Hall and small animals and the sheep barn. So part of those duties is we touch base. There's two of us assigned to every area. So during the day, we touch base either together or separately. And then we just listen to concerns from those superintendents in those areas and see if we can help direct any major needs at that point. Uh, but otherwise, yes, it's amazing behind the scenes. One of my favorite things I found that I like to do is is to pick up that family that is extremely exhausted at the end of the night and take them out to their car and just listen to the kids talk about their day at the state fair and what meant a lot to their family, which is becoming either a family memory or tradition for them. But the little girl the other night, she said, thank you. Grandma wouldn't have not got to the car till midnight. And so, and it was like 1030. Which so, might be an exaggeration. But grandma was tired. The kids were tired. And mom and dad, you know, you want them leaving with the feeling that this was a great place to bring our family. We want to come back a day. And if I can do that little bit at 1030 at night to help that family out, that's one thing that, that I enjoy doing here as well. That's awesome. I love that because you, uh, so if anybody out there listening hasn't been to the state fair, which I know many of you probably haven't, maybe your own state fair, but the Iowa State won't, you probably are in a golf cart. Is that what you're talking about? Picking them up in, yep. zipping around. I've been those people with those little kids and with really, really tired feet at the end of the day, wondering how you're going to get to the car. Yep. Like the other day, my daughter was in here with me for nine hours and I know, but you know, juggling life that's, and so she was like, my legs will not go one more step. And I was like, oh, they will. You can do it. You got this. But that's a, that's a really cool thing. So um, here's a fun question. Over the four years that you have been here, um, is there some really cool facts that you've learned about our fair or something that makes Iowa State Fair unique? Because everybody out there listening is, and it's, the show goes everywhere, is going, yeah. I mean, they might think their state fair is really cool, but so is ours. And I think, I mean, born and raised here in Iowa, I leave all the time, but I, I will always call this home. Um, you know, it's a pretty great fair. So, so what are one or two things that you think that um, we can brag about with our fair? Well, I don't think, I ha I, there's more than one or two, let's be honest. Um, I, I, you know, as I'm visualizing in my head the fair, I mean, you can start with the Animal Learning Center where we have live births every day. You can ride up the hill to the campground and see 3,500 campers in 160 acres, and it's uh, the it's actually the smallest city here in the metro, or the biggest city here in the metro area um, during the fair because there's over 30,000 people that stay up in that camp. What? Yeah, that's what I'm one of those. No, just kidding. <laughs> and so, um, so then you you know you come down to the Mid American stage, and you know we have live entertainment, free, free live entertainment every day. You go over the hill, we have the Youth Inn, the Omen Youth Inn, um, which was just redone a couple years ago. And um, it, it houses all of our youth um, that have livestock here that need a place to stay, an inexpensive place to stay, um, provides meals, all those kind of things. It's safety, it's, you know, it's secure. You go, you, t you go down, all the animal barns. Um, 
Uh, and I probably spent too much time in the swine barn last week, so that kind of <laughs> sticks out as being very prevalent. But we have the big boar, um, the sheep barn, the 4-H building. All the kids in all of our counties have worked very hard to get their projects here to the 4-H building. And nothing is better than walking in there and seeing um, someone find their project and, oh my gosh, I got a blue ribbon or, you know, I'm so excited, here it is. I mean, to make it to the state fair on any level, whether it's a static exhibit or it's um, livestock, um, it, it's an amazing honor to get here. Um, we have our new uh, Richard Jacobson building, which is an ex exhibition building. We've got our food building. We have our DNR building that has live ducks and chickens and fish and archery practice and uh, uh, an amazing grandstand. Um, we, we've uh, this year alone, and we're not done. We're we're estimating we will have sold probably close to thirty to forty thousand more grandstand tickets than we did last year. Oh my gosh! So so yes. Um, this, our fair is unique because we offer free entertainment, we have animals, we have live bursts, we have wonderful food. Oh my. We have uh, food. We, yeah, the food. Yeah. The food. Yeah, the food is amazing. Um, I bring extra stretchy pants when yeah. I come to the fair um, because now that I'm on the fair board, I have a golf cart and I don't walk as much. So let's be honest, ladies, that's what we need to do. Um, and cotton underwear. That's <laughs> highly important. Oh, so the sweat. The sweat. Sweat. Yes. Yes. Oh so, so come see us experience Iowa sweat. Um, and, and we are very kind and generous people here. Oh, yeah. um, and, and we would love to host anyone. We had a, a British delegation here. We've had a Chinese delegation here. And um, we welcome everyone. I love it. I love it. So um, on that note, Deb, this is your first year. Tell me something that uh, over the course of your experience in fairs, not just this year, what's one thing that you're proud of yourself for? Of myself for? And it's a tough question, I know. But, but I know that there is deep down. Don't be afraid to brag. Well, if you ask my family, I cannot talk about myself because it's just one thing. Um, I don't. I don't work for self pride. I work for making things better. And so, I would say just um, maybe helping with that communication of families that, that visit your fair of what they want to see and bringing that to life for somebody. It could be simple as you know maybe you need more handicapped parking spaces. Maybe it's you know we would like to see roses on display. It's just making that connection to just the general public that's attending. Um, I take a lot of time to listen and, and help develop that. I love that um, because everyone out there knows like you guys work hard or at least we just told them right yeah. you guys work really hard and give a lot of time and effort so thank you from myself and from all of the other million plus people who are going to wander through the fairgrounds this year so with that we'll be right back after the break Welcome back to Shining Bright. So I have made my way across the fairgrounds from the Ag Building to, uh, as you can hear behind me, I am now in the pig barn and there are constantly shows going here, but I have met a young lady named Kylie. Kylie, welcome to Shining Bright. Hi. So Kylie, how old are you? I'm 11. And do you mind, do you mind telling people where you're from? Yeah, I'm from Ringgold County. Okay, cool. So, um, You've got pigs here, we're standing right by them, or a pig. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience in 4-H and um, raising and caring for the pigs? 
Yeah, so this is my fourth year in 4-H. I've shown at um, Michigan, where we used to live, for two years, and then I've shown here for two years. This is my first year at the State Fair, and um, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So did you show at your county fair first? Uh, yes, we showed at the county fair, and then we brought her here. Okay. So um, tell me a little bit about, before you even got to the county fair, what it was like um, raising and caring for this pig. Yeah, so we got her like mid-January and then we brought her home around like a couple weeks after and um, then I just kind of like got to know her. She got to know me a little bit and then um, then when she got like a little bigger then we started walking with her and just like getting like brushing her a lot and yeah. Getting her used to you being around her, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, then you had to get ready for county fair. Was there any spe specific things you had to do to get ready? Well, we just kept on walking her, and then um, we we walked her a lot more. And then um, when we got to the fair, we just we walked her still. And yeah, lots of walking with the pig, right? Yeah. Okay, so then you went to county fair, and did you win at county fair? And that's how what brought you to state fair, or what was your path to getting here? So I won my class with my um, borrow, and he actually, he was a little too heavy, so we just brought the guilt, but um, I won my class with my borrow, and then I took third overall. Here's a question, and a lot of our listeners will know the answer to this, but some might not. What's a borrow and what's a guilt? So a borrow is a boy pig, and a guilt is a girl pig. Okay, I always think it's interesting. If you aren't involved in agriculture, you might not know that, right? So good little bit of advice there. And so uh, county fair went well. So now here you are at the state fair. Have you shown your pig yet here? Yeah, so on Sunday I did showmanship, and then today I had market. Okay, and was that scary to show at the Iowa State Fair? Um, it wasn't scary it was it was interesting it was a lot yeah good for you at 11 years old not being scared but but it is an exciting thing so you showed and how did that go how did you come out of that show um I I did good I didn't place as good as I wanted to but I've wrote down a list of goals that I want to do get to and yeah just go from there good for you do you mind sharing what some of your goals are so i can come back and visit you next year and i know that you'll have checked some of those off i'm sure yeah so um i kind of just want to like step up my game and showmanship a little bit and um maybe just like work with my pig a lot and yeah 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 just kind of step up the game a little bit and yeah. get to that place you want to be so let me ask you this what is it you love about showing pigs? Because this is a lot of work. You have to use a lot of your time in the summer when other kids might be sleeping in, swimming, you know, doing all the other kid things. Yeah. And you're here working. So what is it you love about this? Um, I, I love animals and I just love working with the pigs and meeting so many new friends and getting to know my friends a lot more that I've already made. And the showing experience, I really like that. And yeah. Can you tell me one thing that you've learned maybe about yourself or about showing or something interesting that you found here at the Iowa State Fair? Um, I found that there's a lot of pigs. <laughs> there's a lot of pigs and there's a, there's really good competition. 
There is a lot of pigs here. I don't even know how many pigs are here, if I had to guess. I couldn't even begin to guess how many pigs are in this building. But there are a lot of pigs. So how much longer are you going to be here? Uh, we actually, the pig leaves tonight and then we leave early, like in a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. So you got some work to do tonight, loading, loading everything up, packing up and heading back home. Yeah. Are you going to miss it? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to miss, yeah, I'm going to miss showing and the friends hanging out. So let me ask you this, next year, are you going to do just pigs again? Do you, are you going to expand into other livestock at some point, do you think? Yeah, so my first year showing I had a steer, but then we kind of stepped away from that and we did pigs. And then um, next year I want to do pigs and then a heifer and maybe lambs. Oh my gosh, that sounds like, I'm sure all of those will bring you many learning opportunities. So um, you've been in 4-H for four years now, you said. What would you say the biggest thing that you've learned from 4-H is? Um, I've learned a, got a lot of confidence and just I've learned a lot of, like I went through a lot of fun experiments and yeah. Do you do other projects other than livestock? Yeah, so this year I had a caramel apple pie that I won reserve grand champion with at the state fair or at the county fair and then um, I had pig cupcakes. Pig cupcakes, oh my goodness. I'm gonna have to have you, do you have a picture of them? Uh, yeah, we do. Can you send me a picture and I'll post it with the show so people can see your pig cupcakes. So do you like to bake? Yes, I do. Is that something you do with your mom or maybe your grandma? Yeah, I do it with mom a lot. Yeah, a caramel apple pie sounds pretty delicious, I have to say. Yeah. Um, okay, so Kylie, you have more shows coming up here at the fair? Um, are you done? We're actually done until next January and we want to get them a little earlier so then we can go to some jackpot shows. Okay, so um, my last question is what is one thing that you are proud of that you have learned or that you have done or, you know, it's sometimes kind of hard for anybody and I think young girls to say that they're proud of themselves for something, but I bet you are because you've done a lot of stuff. So what is that for you? Yeah, so I'm really proud of myself for actually making it to the state fair because there's a lot of people back in Ringgold that um, still, that didn't come to the state fair and I'm just proud of myself for coming. Yeah, it's it's a big job to get here, so congratulations. And uh, if there is a young girl listening who is younger than you and you're 11, so you're pretty young, but if there's someone listening who just started into 4-H, what would you tell them, a piece of advice, something that you could tell them to help them out in their pig showing? Yeah, um, so sometimes the shows don't always go or sometimes your placings don't always go as you want. But just remember to always keep your head up and just, you're young, so you'll have multiple more years to go. That is perfect advice. So as you guys can hear, this is, then just one fun stop at the Iowa State Fair. Oh, here's a good question. Outside of the pig barns, what's your favorite thing that you've done at the State Fair? Um, I've liked hanging out with friends, going on rides, and walking around the other barns. Was there a, a favorite food item that you found here? Um, probably the elephant ears. Ooh, I haven't gotten those yet, so that sounds like something I need to go get next. Okay, everybody, as you can hear, Kylie here at the Iowa State Fair, and she is just one of so many kids who work so very hard to raise their livestock, to get them ready to be shown, and then just to get them here and to go through, get yourself out in the ring, 
is um, nerve-wracking, but good job, Kylie. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So again, I want to remind you that you can check out Farm Her um, on our website, farmher.com. You can see about the blogs, the pictures, the TV show, and we have new episodes starting September 6th. So right around the corner, we have been going all over around the country filming and getting ready for these new episodes. So we're gonna take you to so many new cool farms and you're gonna meet some young girls, not too different from Kylie. So stick with us, we'll be right back on Shining Bright. here at the Iowa State Fair. We popped back over to our booth in the Ag Building, home of the Butter Cow. And I have got a young woman here with me named Joy. Joy, welcome. Thank you. For, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So um, first off, I'm going to introduce you by something that you just did. And then we'll go back from there. So you just got done participating in what? Tell me about it. The outhouse races on the Grand Concourse at the Iowa State Fair. They're kind of infamous here. Uh, it's, a, it's a race between different parties or groups um, that show up. And what you basically do is you build an outhouse and you push it down a strip and you have to go through various different trials in order to, really dirty trials in order to get back in the outhouse and race to the finish line. Yeah, like toilet paper, chocolate sauce was involved, mucky goo that you have to dig through and get a corn cob. Did I hear that? Yeah. Uh, we like to keep it classy here in Iowa, obviously, and that is a lot of fun, though. I went out there, and it was jam-packed. So how did your team do? We didn't win, sadly. Um, we gave it our best, though, so that's what counts. Um, but I think we came in fourth overall. Okay. Good job. Um, so let's take it back a little ways now. Why don't you tell me about your involvement in agriculture? Yeah, so... I'm a student at Iowa State University studying agricultural communications and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to work at the Iowa State Fair because of how heavily involved the Iowa State Fair promotes and is involved in agriculture and really reaches out to the agriculture community. So yeah, it's kind of people and ag is what my passions are and I think the State Fair is a wonderful place where both those things really come together. It definitely is. So. Um, what is what led you to go to Iowa State for communications and agriculture? Yeah, so I actually originally went to Iowa State as an ag studies major and then while I was there the first class I took uh, in my first semester was an agricultural communications class and I had never heard of that before I didn't know what agcom was but the professor Virginia she was fantastic and we really clicked and bonded and we ended up kind of having some talks and discussions and realized that I want I wanted to be an agcom major that's really where my heart was so then I switched and yeah it wasn't originally the plan but I'm really glad that's where I ended up well I can tell you that all of my plans are far out the window so that's just the way like I think life goes you know if you're listening to yourself and following like your heart and, and doing what you want so did you grow up on a farm or were you an FFA like where did this love of agriculture come from before you even went to Iowa State yeah, so my dad lives on a row crop farm in Pella, Iowa, or just right outside Pella. And I always had lots of exposure to the farm agricultural life. And I 
took an ag class in high school and that's I think what originally probably sparked my interest and then from there it kind of just grew and expanded and I realized that it's one of my passions and then it grew even more to the decision that I want to go to school for it so here we are. That is awesome. I love it. So do you have any ideas of what you want to do once you graduate? Um, really just something in HR, PR, a communications department for an agricultural company. I'd be pretty content doing a lot of things. I think as, as long as it's fulfilling and you feel like you are really better in your community, that's, that's what would make me want the job the most. Yeah, definitely. So that's exactly how I started. Actually, I did not go to school for agriculture, but I went for uh, graphic design, journalism, photography, so communications focused. And I, my first job just happened to be at a large agricultural insurance company. So I spent 11 years there. So like that's what got me into agriculture, but working in the communications and marketing department. And it was a good job. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. So there's plenty of stuff out there. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll find that. So um, let's talk a little bit about your internship at the fair. So like, what are some of the things that you do here on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, so I'm the sponsorship intern at the Blue Ribbon Foundation here on the fairgrounds. And basically our job is to check in with sponsors, um, help them organize their way around the fair, and make sure they're happy with their setup, their fair presence, their interactions with the fairgoers. Um, just kind of really anything you can imagine with sponsorship, we're doing it. We're up early and we're to bed late, but it's awesome. And it's really cool to see all the people that do sponsor the fair just get that awesome interaction. So many people that come here that want to see them, that company, that group, whatever it is. So that's, it's a very fulfilling internship. Yeah, well this is a way to see people, especially in agriculture, people are always like, do you have a store, where can I go? And I'm like, we don't, we have like this niche group, but if we come here, like we can see our people and we can meet them and hear their stories, which is always so exciting for me. So um, what is one really cool thing that you've learned this summer? Um, kind of my biggest takeaway is probably just customer service. You don't really realize how much customer service is in so many jobs. Um, even I think most desk jobs that you don't think are really going to be involved with customer service still are. And really that's what makes the people in Iowa the best is because we all kind of have that mentality to a point. And I think that's maybe one of the phrases of Iowa nice. Yes. Um, it's just really customer service. So I have an awesome mentor, uh, my boss, uh, Meg Corder. She's fantastic and she's really modeled it super well to me and just shown me how important it is to have strong customer service when you're working with people. That is so true. I mean, if I think about even what we're doing right here, right? Like it's kind of customer service, right? If people engage with us, then we want them to have a good experience. And that matters no matter what industry you're in, right? Like that's something you're gonna take with you. Okay, so I met you the other day in a golf cart. Tell me like, uh, has anything funny happened? Have you like, it, like you drive around in a golf cart, you have your own during the fair, that's exciting. I haven't hit anyone yet, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a lot of people here, so sometimes it's kind of scary weaving in and out of the crowd, but gosh, stories. I don't know if I can share that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We can keep those for off the record because, yeah, I got it. So for anybody, this this show is all across the country on SiriusXM. And um, so if they haven't been to the Iowa State Fair, obviously they're hearing about all the reasons they should come to the State Fair. But, like, these are packed streets full of people. And now I always, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, navigating through that, right, has got to be a challenge. So, okay, if you had a word of advice for... Um, 
a young woman who wanted to go into ag communications or maybe intern at her fair or, um, you know, she's listening to you and she thinks you're pretty cool. What would you tell her if you could, you know, talk to yourself a few years ago? Don't ever be scared to pursue or even just try something. Whether you love it or you hate it, you will never know unless you try. I took an ad class. It was my senior year of high school. It was the nitty gritty end of my time in the education system. And that is how I found out I love agriculture. I never would have discovered it if I wouldn't have just tried those classes. So I think it's just maybe realizing your, where your interests are and then just not being afraid to pursue them. I love that. That's so true. And that's why that is a windy path for all of us, right? Because it does change sometimes and we, we find new interests or we uh, see a new road open up or something, which is always really cool. Okay, everybody. So um, what's one thing that people need to see if they ever come to the Iowa State Fair in the future? Well, you've probably heard this before if you've ever heard about the Iowa State Fair, but we have this thing called a butter cow yeah. and it's an actual life-size cow made out of butter. That's, that's actually what it is. So you have to see that or else you're really not experiencing the fair at its finest. Yeah. But for me personally, I think if you're going to the fair, um, it's the giant slide. Oh yeah. We have this huge, giant, wavy, yellow slide. My kids love to go down it. You ride it down it on like burlap sacks. It is pretty great and it's a good value, I think too, for all the things at the fair. So yes, so thank you so much for joining us here in Shining Bright. Thank you so much. Yeah, so for everybody listening, don't forget, we have our 20th and final GROW event for young women coming up here in Des Mo or Ankeny, Iowa on November 15th. Tickets open up September 1st and they will go fast. So if you are a young woman engaged in any part of this industry, check it out. You can find out more about that and everything else we do at farmhair.com. Season four of the TV show starts airing in September as well. So again, farmhair.com. Thanks for listening to Shining Bright. Hi, this is Margie geiler Alanis. This week on Shining Bright, we're talking animals and the women who care for them. We'll start with a young woman who's showing pigs at her county fair, then make our way down to the Iowa State Fair to talk cattle with Crystal Blinn. Last, we'll finish it up talking conservation with our farmer friends from the zoo. Don't miss this Shining Bright by Farmher. Back to Shining Bright. So that was a lot of fair. A lot of fair. A, a lot fair of is fair. a lot. So a fair is a lot. It's appropriate, I uh, think. We have I have like this love hate with the fair. Like I absolutely love it. I have to go. I'm never gonna Can't not go. Not be there. But um, you try being there like almost every day. Uh, there was I think one day that I actually didn't step foot on the fairgrounds. But yeah. um, it it just uh, I had like a fair hangover for. A few like days. A few days. Yeah. And like for real, your brain just feels like. Yeah. Like, and I can only say like, I was only there four days. So I feel like I have. Yeah. It's itty bitty. So I can only imagine. Yeah. So here's some fair takeaways. <laughs> um, funny thing. I went, the I did do one fun thing at the fair. Uh, the last night of the fair, Hootie and the Blowfish and the Bare Naked Ladies were playing. And so I went with a couple friends and I picked them up and they were dressed so cute. They had like these cute sandals on and I wore like, I wore my farm her three quarter shirt, which is cute. It is cute. But I wore shorts and I, I wore my wore tennis, tennis shoes. shoes. I had my like Adidas 
like wa- tennis shoes on, mm-hmm. right? And I, th- I, they were like, oh my gosh, you look so comfortable. And I was like, I know, but I have Fairfoot. <laughs> I have Fairfoot. Here's the thing. If you, know you pick a concert on the last day of the fair, yeah. you wear tennis shoes. Tennis shoes, yeah. And actually, I am a fan of, it's great to like look cute, wear tennis shoes. Wear fair. tennis shoes. Yeah, who knows what's going to get on your feet otherwise. And... um you know, like blisters and comfort and, right. you know, like I'm, I'm 39, like right. I no can't stand all day and, and right. like, uh, have my feet feel good. So, uh, tennis shoes, of the fair is mm-hmm. one. Um, this was another one, Tony, you better turn your microphone on. Cause I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. He's over there. He's going to like bow out, but Tony, who is uh, my husband who produces the show, who also uh, manages all of our merchandise and rocked our state fair merchandise. Oh, yeah. Booth. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he was at the fair, Every day at some point, he worked mm-hmm. at that merch booth a lot. So if any of you saw a, a guy there and wondered, what is a guy doing here at the Farm Her booth? That was my guy. Yep. And he is a, a big part of Farm Her. And um, so we got in a little discussion. Aaron, you, what was your tip about the fair? About well, the- my tip was to buy the refillable pop mug. Yeah. But Tony's like, what? No, don't buy the refillable one. Just Bring your own and they'll refill it I think for like $2. All the food stands. I did see these signs this year and I've never I seen it before. That. I wonder if it's the whole like recycle, yeah. like focus on mm-hmm. uh, sustainability and like, mm-hmm. you know, just not making as much garbage. Cause I saw a lot of signs that said, makes a lot we'll of refill any cup for like yeah, $1 or I missed $2. That. Yeah. That's because I only had four days versus. I still 11. think obviously we can debate about this. Yeah. I bought the $10 cup and yeah, refilled I, it like I, 40 I times. Did. So. I did buy the refillable cup too, <laughs> but now I know <laughs> it's so it, fair tip number do, two. <laughs> do what you want with that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to keep talking about Tony's cause he's refusing to get on over here. But the other thing is be kind to the vendors. Yes. Yeah. So whether it's a food vendor, mm-hmm. whether it's a merchandise vendor, whether it's, People who are working, are working or volunteering think, their time. Think about the people, at least at our fair, uh, there is usually a team of people on horseback that are like livestock control. Mm-hmm. Um, these people are working hard, yeah. like long hours long on days. their feet. It's so hot. One of our team. So many people. Said, like there's like one day that they didn't sweat through their shirt and they felt like that was a win. I mean, we had a really mild fair, but yeah, uh, these people are working working their buns off, yep. you know? And so be kind to them, even when you think you don't want to remember right. that, that they're there yeah. so that you can have a fun experience at the fair. Mm-hmm. On that note, I got to give a shout out to somebody else too. Uh, she has been on our um, show before, Melissa Eshelman. Mm-hmm. Yep. She actually, she a I, farm her. I, I am a stalker of Melissa Eshelman apparently because she was on the TV show in yep. our first season on RFD TV. She was on the radio show here. And um, she has this uh, company. She's a farmer here in central Iowa. And she has this. Yeah. Tin Roof Market. I, I've got I, a piece. I've got soap right soap. here in front of me. I keep it here. Yeah. So Smells you guys. so good. Yeah. You guys can check her out online. Tin Roof Market. Um, she makes goat milk soap and all these mm-hmm. like good smelling things. But yeah, that's me sniffing. It is. Soap. So I leave it in here. I told her I was like, I know I need to take it and use it like to scrub myself. But it smells <laughs> so smell- good. The lavender calming. smell. It's a lot. It's lavender. I know. I know. So Melissa this year, we needed a little bit more help in our uh, booth and uh, Melissa uh, right answered up. the call and man, she was fun to have there. Every time I went there, she's a smiling. Yeah. Like, and so Tony's uh, advice over here was everyone needs a Melissa at the fair, right? Someone yep. to keep you like enthused and someone yeah. who's positive. You got, always got to have those people on your team. Yep. Yeah. She was, she was great. She was fun to work with. And- yeah. Yeah. So 
Uh, hopefully she comes back next year. But man, that was a lot of fair. So I hope you enjoyed some of the women that we just introduced you to. They are everywhere there. I could have talked to people for like 20 years oh. and never uncovered all the stories. Right. Yeah. So great. Yeah. And now the fair countdown is probably back on. Yeah. So I don't know how many days. Until- I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Until next year. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Shining Bright. You've been listening to Shining Bright by Farm. Be sure to listen Saturdays at noon and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM's Rural Radio 147 and the SiriusXM app. And now, go shine bright.